Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Monday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlick and McLean podcast presented by Ingles. And we are here to react and recap the NFL draft, which took over the weekend as it normally does. A lot of ACC guys to discuss, Mac, some surprises, some things that we kind of predicted. And I just want to talk about the draft as a whole as well. But congratulations to you, sir. Your XFL season is officially in the books. I feel like you did like 20 games. I don't know how many you did, but congratulations yep. to you, sir. You know, it, it was a whirlwind. 12 games, uh, 11 in the regular season. I did that one double dip where I did two in one weekend, <laughs> and then one playoff game. was. Uh, it was fun. It was a fun sprint. It was an awesome, unique experience. Excited to you know see the championship here, which is actually mm-hmm. a week away. They're doing a week gap, kind of like the Super Bowl. Uh, and to see who gets crowned the champ. So it'll be fun to kind of see all that. Uh, just to have covered every team was super cool. And again, what this means. And you know, maybe some of these guys that were you know not drafted or drafted later rounds, do they end yeah. up in the XFL? Am I talking to them next year? So it's going to be fun to see how these things coexist and uh, continue to develop and, and even grow bigger and better. Well, speaking of that, we did have some ACC guys who we thought would probably be drafted, not get drafted. We'll get to that. One of them was Sean Tucker, for example. And so maybe he's someone that ends up in the XFL. But, Mac, I did see, before we dive into the draft, you posted on Thursday night as people were getting ready for the NFL draft, you posted your ribeyes from Ingles. And you you told us how to do it on a previous episode, on the Jordan Reed episode. We have that on YouTube if you've yep. missed it. You also put it on your Instagram and made a reel out of it. It's on our YouTube. It's everywhere. So go check it out. But they look like they turned out amazing. I'll just say. Man, I got to tell you, KG, that uh, prime beef mm. that you get from Ingles, there's nothing like it. And uh, it's hard to mess up a good steak. But, uh, man, when you reverse sear those things, it's just so tender, so juicy, and, uh, man, it's, it's my favorite way to cook it. It does take longer. A lot of people, you know, that they don't like the, the length Medication. that it takes to cook a steak that long. It's, it's about an hour process, but it's just so much better. All that flavor is, is really soaked in there. And it helps when you go to Ingles and you get that quality grade A beef there that, that they only have. They'll cut it for you, whatever you want. Uh, so go check out Ingles. That's where I get it. That's where KG and I get all our stuff. And it was really, really good, KG. Did you know Ingles only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Maybe it's time to reward yourself. Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. Grass-fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. All right, Mac, let's dive into this NFL draft. First and foremost, 32 total ACC picks, obviously behind the Big Ten and the SEC, as it is most years, I would say. I don't think it's a super shock. But something I was thinking about, we saw all these SEC quarterbacks go, um, some guys that some people thought maybe should come back, you know, like an Anthony Richardson or something like that. And we saw a lot of ACC guys, not just quarterbacks but others, 
either choose to stay for another year or transfer for an NIL opportunity. Here are a few names that I think would have been drafted if they had chosen to enter the draft. Jared Verse, Tyler Davis, Xavier Thomas, Sam Hartman, Devin Leary, Tyler Van Dyke, Christian Mahogany. Those are a few that just come to mind. So I do think there's a good amount of talent returning. Now, of course, those two of those quarterbacks transferred elsewhere. So I don't think 32 is, you know, it's not something to, to be shocked about. I think it's about right. But overall, Mac, I, I do think yeah. some of these guys, you know, I'd rather for Florida State, they had one draft pick because so many guys are returning. Yeah. And that's it really good for the and, and another thing to to just that I always think about is in this new world that we're in, these stars that leave for a year and then go yeah. in and get drafted. I mean, technically, if you look at it, the ACC had two more, you know, first rounders in Jameer Gibbs, who was drafted by the Lions, and of course Jordan Addison, who you know, I'm not discounting what they probably learned and and help aided. You know, when they went to their respective universities. But, like, let's be honest, th- those respective ACC schools in Pitt and Georgia Tech found them, developed them, and turned them into these award winning, you know, players. And then they go and, and do whatever for one year. So, to me, it, it's so weird how we track all of this stuff. Like, even, you know, I remember, uh, you know, Jamie Newman from Wake Forest, mm-hmm. that dude leaves. I don't think he even played like in a game. He yeah. goes to the senior bowl and he's wearing a Georgia helmet. I'm just like, what? Like, what are we doing? It's so weird, uh, you know, that this new world that we are truly in right now uh, with who's what, where they come from, where are they doing? Uh, but it's cool. You know, it's, it's good to see the ACC kind of in the middle of the pack. You know, that that's about where I think they belong, you know, behind the SEC, behind the Big Ten right now, you know, a, as a whole, as a group. Uh, and, and you continue to see that development. Some really good guys, as you mentioned. Um, some guys slid. I was surprised the first ACC guy was at 19. I kind of was chirping a couple of different things. I thought it would be higher than that. Uh, but overall, a, a solid draft class. We will get to all of that. We each predicted four in the first round, and that is what happened. Six Pitt guys taken, six Clemson guys taken. To your point about Jordan Addison, think about this. That 2021 ACC title Pitt team had three first-rounders on it. In Kenny Pickett, Jordan Addison, and Kalijah Kansi. There are very few teams that can boast that, that had that on their roster. But overall, you know, we are in the Carolinas. So I want to talk about Bryce Young here for a second. I think Bryce Young was the guy to take number one in this class. But it is interesting when I see the comparisons, right? Oh, the Panthers, their last number one overall pick was Cam Newton. Look what he did. Cam Newton could eat Bryce Young for breakfast. I I think that's pretty fair. Bryce Young is tiny. And as talented as Bryce Young is, he's so fun to watch at the college level. Nick Saban described him as like a point guard playing quarterback, and I think that's so true. He's got a little Mahomes in him, but he's just not that big. And to me, Mac, tell me if I'm crazy, because I was thinking about this last night. The parallel, this current starting quarterback in the league, to me, that is most similar to Bryce Young and it's not just because they both went to Bama. It's Tua Tungavailoa. And Tua almost dies every week. So I, I'm curious about how this, this is going to work out. I think, honestly, all four quarterbacks could be busts. I, I, don't, I don't know. Sure. Levis got in a good position, I think, with the Titans, even though he dropped because he played in that pro-style system at Kentucky, and that's kind of what the right. Titans want to do. But. I feel like some teams are just looking ahead. Caleb Williams, Drake May, 2024. What do you think about these QBs? Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you with, you know, the, the, the quarterback there going first overall to the Panthers. And, and just, you know, when I see him playing, 
he, he just had a better cast of characters at Alabama. Like, let's be honest. When, when you look at what Bryce Young was dealing with at Bama, uh, now maybe not quite this last year. You could argue his receivers were but down. But his Heisman year. Things that, yeah, Heisman year, I mean, dude was balling. Like, he, yeah. he'll never see that amount of talent ever again on, on one team. Like, that's just as, as crazy as it sounds. I'm just interested to see how it translates, KG. Like, there's no doubt in his abilities and, and the thing that he can do. Um, national champion, Heisman Trophy winner, all these things. Uh, but size is a real concern. I mean, there, there's a reason that guys that size haven't been drafted that high before. I mean, basically, I saw this quote that you know says if, if an NFL team takes him at this whatever, they think he is the outlier of all outliers, like right. the only one ever, you know, to be able to do these type of things, at least in the modern era. So. We'll see. It'll be fascinating. Uh, you know, excited to see that. And, you know, can the Panthers put more weapons around him? He's got a pretty decent offensive line that I think is only going to get better, uh, especially led with our big guy, uh, Icky, there at left Icky tackle. Icky and Zavala being taken. In that's right. Draft. They're joining, joining back up. Maybe maybe that's the starting group to, to start it off there. Uh, Anthony Richardson, I think it's great because it's a, a really good program or franchise, excuse me, in the Colts. But, it's just a tough spot being drafted I'm number curious. four. Guess what? You got to play right away. You got to win right away. And, and you can talk to any quarterback drafted in that position. Uh, it, it's a lot. There's a lot of expectation. There's a lot of this and that. He has 13 starts under his belt. He threw 17 touchdowns, nine picks last year. Is that good enough for number four? I guess so. We'll be interesting to see. Uh, I, I really like C.J. Stroud going to the Texans. I think the Texans won the draft early. I saw some people kind of complaining about it, but well, I love it. Well, they also traded away everything. But look, if you think Will Anderson, Will Anderson <laughs> yeah. is that dude, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's probably the best player in this draft, and yeah. if he can stay healthy, you know, I think that's more than worth it. You know what what they gave up, and and so you know we'll see what that looks like. And, and then lastly, Will Levis, kind of the big four there. I had already told you guys with Anthony and with Will, I just didn't buy the hype, didn't yeah. see it. You know, with with my eyes, and and you know what was interesting is we kept hearing that Will kind of lost it in the pre draft process, that he was yes. overconfident. You know, this and that in meetings, and that sucks if that's the real reason why that happened, but. Yeah, we'll see it all either work out or it won't on the field. But, yeah, it'll be interesting. Of these four, you know, how many are starters in the next five years still? Like, are they still in the league? Are they all out of the league? Who who knows? It's going to be fascinating to see. Yeah, it will. I think Levis in Tennessee is a really good fit. And I think he was more of a low first round, early second round kind of guy. So I think that could be interesting. Like, he can – he can eventually fill Tannehill's shoes and run that offense if Derrick yeah. Henry's still there, you know. He can do we'll it. See. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> it, it was interesting. It was an interesting year for quarterbacks, Mac. I agree with you. So let, let's get to these ACC guys. Were you I, I want to say you were surprised because Jordan Reed told us Miles Murphy would probably go 12 to 20 and he yep. dropped. But Kalijah Cansey, the first ACC player off the board at 19th to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He, of course, ran the fastest 40 time ever for a defensive tackle. The Bucs love that. They're saying he's Grady Jarrett, and the Bucs need guys on the D line. They need some pass rushing. I think this was a really good fit for Kalijah Kansi. Yeah, I think fits a, a great point. But yeah, I was, I was surprised. I, I really yeah. thought that it was it was either going to be uh, Zay or Miles. I thought those were going to be kind of the, the first two guys there. Um, and even all the stuff that we had heard about Kalijah maybe falling just because yeah. of. 
you know, his stature and, and again, an anomaly, you know, being a smaller guy like that, the short arms, you know, it's so funny what, you know, people try to throw out there and, and think, yeah, this is such a huge deterrent. You cannot He's got T-Rex take arms. <laughs> He's got T-Rex arms. Like, get rid of him. Uh, it, it's so weird to, to see all that. But, yeah, super happy for him. I think that's a great fit. Defensive-minded head coach, a, a program. Keep saying program. I got to get to franchises. We're, it's another level, all right? Uh, th- this franchise has really been built, you know, off of defense throughout its kind of existence. You know, you think of all the great defenses that Tampa Bay has had. Uh, so I-, I love it. I'm excited about it. And uh, old Pitt Panthers, man, here they go. They keep sneaking in these these first round mm-hmm. picks. Six Pitt Panthers were taken in this NFL draft, and. As we've talked about with Pitt, it feels like they're really going to reload this year, and we'll get to some more of those Pitt guys. Zay Flowers goes 22nd overall to the Ravens. I thought it was very telling, Mac. Zay Flowers goes 22nd. First of all, I love pairing up Zay Flowers with Lamar Jackson, two freaky dudes. I think Zay Flowers is going to be so much fun to watch at the next level. Jordan Addison goes 23rd. So a guy who left the ACC who said, I got to go somewhere else, get more exposure, blah, blah, blah. Zay Flowers stays at Boston College, who had a terrible year. Zay Flowers basically didn't have a quarterback. He, the ball was just lobbed up there, and he'd catch it. <laughs> and he ends up going higher than Jordan Addison. I, I just thought it was telling, Mac. If you yeah. are a first-round guy, yes, of course, you, you want to be able to showcase yourself as best as you can at the college level. Right. But you can prove that you're a first-round guy almost anywhere. The NFL will find you. I think that's, that's what right. we saw with Zay. Yeah, it, it was a petty win for the ACC. Yeah, I'm all it about was. it. I'm all it about was. it. <laughs> it was great. It was great for us. One interesting little nugget you, you mentioned, they'll find you. Uh, all power five in the first round. Yeah. I think that's the Normally, first time ever. Yeah. First time that's ever happened, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of crazy in this transfer portal era, all these different things. And a lot of guys actually weren't transfers. Jordan Addison, one of the very few mm-hmm. uh, that, that was a part of that. So very interesting nugget in this ever-evolving world of that, how that happens for for the first time ever. Uh, but, yeah, Zay uh, linking up. O- OBJ's there. Yeah. You know, a guy that he can just soak in knowledge from uh, when you play with a, a – a, Guy, the caliber of Lamar, an MVP, one of the best quarterbacks in the league that got his money, is signed and feeling really good, uh, which, by the way, shout out to him for being able to do that. All this outside noise, all this speculation, and he's representing himself. He and his mom doing their thing, no agents involved, and he's the highest paid NFL player. He gets player to keep all of his ever. money. That's right. So shout out to Cards Nation. Shout out to Lamar getting that done. I think this is going to be a great relationship. I mean, you're talking about a guy that is an absolute home run hitter. Uh, Just get him the ball. He can do it in space as well with that yak. And I think what's good about Zay is in his time, and especially this last year with offensive line play breaking down, quarterbacks having to extend the play, he's going to be used to that. If Lamar's dancing around doing his thing – to, to get guys open downfield, Zay's like, shoot, I've seen this. I'm going to go deeper. I got a better quarterback. Let that thing rip. Uh, I, I think it's a fantastic pairing. Uh, I think he's going to really be successful. And again, having OBJ there and a couple of the of other of those vets on the roster, I think that's only going to help progress Zay Flowers even quicker uh, to where he's a go-to guy very quickly for the Ravens. There, there may not be a single wide receiver that is going to upgrade their quarterback situation from one year to the next more than <laughs> right. Zay Flowers. Absolutely. He's going to go be playing with an NFL MVP. So I think that's a great fit for Zay Flowers. Two Clemson guys to round out the first round. Dropped a little lower than I think we all thought. Maybe not for Brzee, but for Miles Murphy. 
Miles Murphy, 28th overall to the Bengals, and Brzee, 29th overall to the Saints. I think Murphy to the Bengals is a great fit. The Bengals are already a Super Bowl contender. He's not going to be asked to do a lot right away, but if he can plug and play in certain situations, make some plays, he's not going to have to be an every-down guy, I don't think, early on, but he, he can be eventually. I really like this spot for Miles Murphy. And I think, you know, I saw a lot of other people saying this was the steal of the first round to get yeah. a talent like Miles Murphy 28th overall. Yeah, I mean, as you just said there, they have some really established defensive end. Their defensive line is really, really good. But now you're adding, you know, another run stopper. Now you're adding mm-hmm. for that beef, you know, when you're playing, you know, in, in these run-heavy games. And, and I think of, you know, maybe some of the, the downfalls of the Bengals, you know, these last couple of years – is this something that helps them get over the top defensively, you know, to really shut it down? When you think about playing the 49ers, when you think about playing the Titans, you know, things of that nature, more physical guys, and instead you have those pass rushing specialists. Well, now Miles Murphy comes in and he can do both. You know, you don't have to substitute. You don't have to do anything package-wise. If you wanted to have, you know, Trey and Sam on the outside or move Sam to the inside, put, you know, Miles Murphy out there. I think having those three guys and having DJ Reader's big and butt DJ in the Reader. middle – Look out. I mean, that, that's that's a scary defensive line. And I really loved, you know, what, what their coach said, you know, about this guy comes from championships. He comes expectations to take his game to another level. And now that he's done it, you know, what, what does it look like? So excited for him. And then, as you mentioned, Brian Brzee going back to back there. I, I was a little bit interested that they both fell, you know, the way that they did. It was funny. We, we start getting to those later picks and you're just like, you got to be freaking kidding me. Like, are you nobody? No Clemson, you know, guy's going to go. Um, and then, of course, they both go back to back there. But, you know, Saints going to be fun to see. You know, he's, he's going to be a, a straight up three technique, which is great. And we talk about fit with these guys, how important that is. Uh, and and you've got a team that's building. You know, Derek Carr coming in yeah. as quarterback, a, a guy that I know loves Clemson, and he's going to, you know, wrap his arms around Brian Brzee and, and, you know, get him going in the right direction. But also, some good vets on that defensive line and, and defense overall for the Saints that they'll usher him in and say, hey, big man, you know, let's get to work. Let's make some plays. And just overall so happy for the Brzee family with all they've gone through. Some of the videos that Clemson was posting and other people were posting, it was hard to uh, not shed a tear seeing what how happy the Brzee family was. Mac, something that I don't know if either of us predicted. We both predicted four in the first round. We both predicted these four. So shout out to us. I don't think we had the order, but whatever. Matthew Bergeron, the fifth ACC player taken, the offensive tackle out of Syracuse, going to the Atlanta Falcons. And I I like this for oh, yeah. Bergeron, specifically because the Falcons took B. John Robinson right. in the first round. They're super pumped about B. John Robinson. And they, you know, pretty early in the second round said, we want to take this guy to help run block for B. John right. Robinson. Feels like they have a good plan for him. And Mac, I know it's got to make you proud to see an offensive <laughs> lineman go this high. That's right. And really, I mean, it, it, I won't say it was a surprise. Maybe the team, you know, just because I didn't think the Falcons, number one, I didn't think they were going to take a running back. Uh, yeah. Number two, I didn't think they were going to take offensive lineman. Um, it just wasn't super high on their list, right? But they felt, hey, th- these are two can't-miss guys. We, we got to have them. Uh, and, and when you look at Bergeron, again, his versatility, the things that he can do, I think he will start you know, at left tackle until, like everyone has said, proven otherwise, prove that you're not. Uh, but I think he's in a really good spot there. You know, Chris Lindstrom for the Falcons, highest paid guard in the league, 
obviously a, a very renowned player, Pro Bowl, BC alum, another ACC guy. When you have those type of veterans that can bring you along, it, it just really helps. So, hey, Matthew, if, if you're watching this, man, link up with Chris. <laughs> dive into that thing. You've got a new quarterback. You know, it, it seems like they're truly giving Desmond Ritters the, the keys to the car there uh, and some special pieces around. I mean, Atlanta could be a team that they get a couple more kind of free agent signings or hit some home runs with these mm-hmm. rookies. They could really make some noise there. Quarter, quarterback development, obviously a big deal. Um, but it's a young team that I know some people are excited about. Took Kyle Pitts last year. Feels yeah. like they think Bijan Robinson could be kind of their Debo Samuel in some ways. So, That's what I've heard. I've heard yeah. I've heard people uh saying the Christian McCaffrey thing, and I kind of fell out of my body there for a second, but we'll <laughs> see. We'll see what happens. Lofty comparisons there. Lofty comparisons. I did read, Mac, that Matthew Bergeron is the highest draft pick of a Dino Babers coached player. There you go. So Pretty cool. setting a record there, uh, Matthew Bergeron is. Tyreek Stevenson and Keon White, the other two guys to go in the second round. I I feel like, again, a little bit of a surprise. Keon White, of course, was getting first-round buzz a couple months ago and even like last month. Jim Nagy, very high on Keon White. Another crazy story starting at Old Dominion. The Patriots. It seems like a Patriots pick, right? (laughs) A guy that has a ton of potential who's already 25 years old or whatever, so Belichick won't have to deal with him being a kid. That's right. (laughs) And then Tyreek Stevenson going 56 overall to the Bears. To see Stevenson and White in the second round and not a Josh Downs and not a Trenton Simpson, a little bit of a surprise, but still good fits, I think. Yeah, no, it's just it goes to show you just how crazy you know the draft is. We and don't know. Anything. We think we know. You don't know nothing. You you really don't. And and at the end of the day, you know, I, I think a a great fit, like you said, um, you know, with the Patriots and and you've got Jude on there now. You're adding White again. The the it, it's so great for guys when and it, it's probably easy to say this about every team. Like it's it's the NFL. It's one percent of the most elite people on the field. But you know, when when you do have these leaders, when you do have these you know valued guys that you know, just do things the right way. It's helpful for these young guys if they can lean into them. I think that would be great for White. Uh, and, and then, you know, it was interesting. Tyreek Stevenson, I had heard a bunch of people talking about maybe could end up at the back end of the first round. You know, there was so much mm. buzz, you know, really being generated. So I wasn't surprised that he went, you know, in the second. But as you mentioned, I was surprised that those two guys went before Josh Downs and before Trenton Simpson. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so – Let's talk about those guys, because for me, when we look at surprising uh, falls, if you will, and then surprising rises, I thought Josh Downs falling to 79th was a little bit of a surprise. I believe that Jordan Reed had him. I believe he said he should be a top 50 pick. We were talking about him possibly going to the Panthers in in that realm. He ends up being taken by the Colts. Still third round. You're still going to, you know, you're going to get every chance in the world. The Colts need kind of a smaller slot guy, which will be great. I'm worried a little bit, though, about if I'm Josh Downs, that's not the best QB situation to walk into where they don't really know what they're doing. They're going to throw Anthony Richardson out there day one. Who knows? You've got a guy like Zay Flowers going to play with Lamar Jackson, and then your Josh Downs going to play with whoever the heck is playing quarterback for the Colts. Yeah, I think – I think the slide, I'll address the slide first. We saw you, you address it with Jim Nagy kind of saying this that the wide receiver class wasn't yeah. quite what a lot of other people. Now, there was still three first rounders, but I think after that, 
everything kind of got pushed. And even those first rounders were pushed, mm-hmm. you know, back a little bit. And and so when I when I see that, uh actually there were four first round wide receivers. That, that's crazy to think about. Um, so there was like this weird stall. So I think that that kind of backed everybody up. We did see kind of a run there. Yeah, and situationally, you probably wouldn't pick it, you know, if you're the guy. Like, obviously, look, you want to be NFL. selected. You're in the NFL. <laughs> you're the The silver lining that I see is, hey, two rookies, we're coming in together. Yeah. Let's be best friends. Let's get in this playbook. Let's study. Let's go out and get reps. Let's throw the ball. All those different things. Because if you come in with maybe an older guy that's towards the end of his career, that if it's the same kind of quality of play situation, he ain't going to want to do any of that. He's not going to want to work extra. He's not going to want to spend this time. And so that that is a little bit of a silver lining. And who knows? You know, maybe we're just, you know, hating excessively on Richardson. But I, I do think there's going to be some struggles there. Um, and, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe me. Anthony Richardson is that dude, Mac. You never know. You never know. It's very maybe. possible. Like tight end, maybe, yeah. <laughs> okay, Trenton Simpson, 86th overall to the Ravens. I don't think you and I were super surprised by this. The thing with Trenton Simpson, and Jordan was telling us this too, is people are a little concerned about what position he's going to play. And he's a little bit of a tweener. Can he do more than just rush the passer from the linebacker spot? Clemson had to move him a little bit to try to figure out where to use him best. He's a freak. He's an incredible athlete. We had him on. We really enjoyed talking with him. He's got a great pro mindset. I mean, the man gave up Chipotle for six weeks. I I salute him, as he told us on the pod. But there's that tweener aspect yeah. to it, Mac. And so I think yeah. the Ravens just thought, okay, he's the best available at this point. We'll try to figure out how to use him. Yeah, and, and I think that'll be still, you know, the interesting thing. How do they want to use him? Because, you know, when you think of, again, the Ravens, you talk about fit. I think it's a grand slam, you know, and, and excited to be – in this defense where they're aggressive, they're moving yep. guys around, they use you as a chess piece, they're blitzing, you know, all these different looks. And, and so for me, it's, is he an inside guy? Is he an outside guy? Is he, can he put on some weight and, and, you know, turn into, you know, kind of this hybrid defensive end type, you know, position? Cause he's so good at getting after, you know, the, the quarterback, or is he going to stay where he is and, you know, just get smarter and more cerebral and understand different defenses, coverages, looks, and be an inside guy. So, you know, we'll see. I think at the end of the day, the smartest thing that the Ravens could do uh, for him and to get the most out of his ability is just let him be a, a pass rusher, let him be a situational guy at first, and then allow him to learn, allow him to get comfortable. Because you're already swimming, you know, as it is. When, when you come into the NFL, there's so much change, so much going on. So if you can try to silo that a little bit mm-hmm. and make it a little easier for him, uh, at least in that first year, maybe second year, uh, I think you could have a really talented prospect, you know, by year three and a guy that is a captain, is a leader, is a solidified, you know, kind of piece of the puzzle for you. When we talk about guys that fell a little more than we thought, Josh Downs is who I, I wrote down for that one. I also, Sean Tucker, I mean, we can talk about that situation. I think the injuries and the mystery around his injuries was yeah, an issue. Medical, yeah. I also thought Jamie Robinson was a little bit of a surprise, Mac, with how he fell to the fifth round, 145th, to the Panthers. I, I think that's good, though. Panthers, he stays close to home. Right. We talked about how much his mom is his why, and we heard the story about when her house burned down when he was at Florida State, was able to help her. She lives, I think, in South Georgia. So that's cool that he yep. stays local-ish. Of course, that's still pretty far. But those were my surprises, Mac. Who else surprised you that fell a little more than you thought? 
Oh man, uh, you know when when you look at the draft in itself, and again, just how weird. Like I'm, I'm staring at this list, and I'm trying to to get by this question. Um, it, it's so weird, just why guys fall, how they fall, um, and, and so probably I thought Keytrail Clark would go a little bit higher, sixth round of the Arizona Cardinals. I think it's a good spot. Again, you, you, there's some very similar guys. Thought At Perry falling to yeah. the sixth round uh, was weird. Seventh round, it's just it's hit or miss. None of those guys surprise me. You know, being being drafted there, that's you know basically free agent. And sometimes being a priority free agent is better because you get to choose uh, and mm-hmm. you get more money uh, being that. Which as backwards as that sounds, um, the biggest shock to me though was a guy that wasn't drafted, and that was our guy Haba. Um, True. I mean, we were talking about potentially being a first round pick, and maybe that was over eager by us. But I, I think I saw that other places as well. Just when you look at his body, when you look at his production, and then his senior year, unfortunately, he's banged up and injured and, you know, didn't have the, the greatest showing and, you know, he got penalized for it. And, and so I think that he's a guy that him and Sean Tucker that, that will mm-hmm. end up being successful. It's just going to be kind of a longer road and, and a little bit more difficult there. I thought Kobe Turner in the third round yes. was awesome. Garrett Williams in the third round was awesome. You know, two guys that Really, really played Yaya Diaby as well. I didn't think he would go in the third. Um, so all all of those kind of – the whole third round was surprised. It was either a good surprise or a bad surprise, uh, you know, right there and, and the things that they were doing. Chandler, a good surprise at the fourth. Um, and then just, you know, that, that fifth round. I mean, there were so many ACC guys that were chosen there. Great fits throughout. Uh, and, and we all know that's the bulk of the draft, right? Five, six, yeah. seven – is where you can really find some quality guys, some leaders uh, who can do great things for you. So those were some of my – I know that was a lot there, but some of my surprises that, you know, for good and bad reasons. Kobe Turner getting up into the top 100 picks, defensive tackle from awesome. Wake Forest. Yeah. That was my su- most surprising rise. I also thought Shamari Connor. I, he was a guy yeah. that we've talked about for years, a corner at yeah. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech had such a rough year. I feel like he kind of fell off, and not many people were talking about him in the fourth round. Right. Yaya Diaby, I don't think surprised me too much, just because people were so high on Yaya, including you, yeah. Mac. Yeah. Jordan Reed was so high on him, and for him to go third round to the Bucks, so good, joining yeah. Kalijah Kansi, and then the Bucks also taking Servasier Dennis. I like what. Loading look up. at the Bucks. <laughs> That's right. Loading up with all these guys, all yeah. these ACC guys, and I do love Mac for a guy that we've had on the pot, Izzy Abanacanda going 143rd to the Jets. we I'm trying to remember if we asked him this on air or off, but I said, because he's from Brooklyn, I said, Izzy, would it, are you feeling Giants, Jets, even Bills? He said that would be so cool. And so <laughs> that's awesome. For a guy who's yeah. from New York City, who right. always says, look, we can play football in New York City, that's right. to go to the Jets, got to be very exciting for Izzy. Yeah, su- super excited. Jacked up for his opportunity. Um, you know, interesting because that's a loaded running back room. You know, th- there's a lot yeah. of, of talent there uh, when, when you see what, what those guys were running able to do. Running backs get hurt all the time. That is very true. And that's why it's, it's you know, not as big of a deal because you never know, you know, what could happen there. And, again, he's he's so young. Like, even if – Yeah, he's 20. You know, let's say, yeah, like worst-case scenario, if, if he's, you know, active back and forth or practice squad – he has so much time and, and to be right. with, you know, Aaron Rodgers and, and to hopefully be able to suck up, you know, that, that amount of information and really just be a sponge and learn, um, you know, from one of the game's best ever, uh, you know, that can be very beneficial to him. And I uh, certainly think he has a bright future in this league. My three favorite fits. Come on. 
all pretty early guys. Okay. I love Zay Flowers to the Ravens. I, I cannot understate the upgrade Zay Flowers is about to have (laughs) from the quarterback play he had at Boston college to freaking Lamar Jackson. I love Miles Murphy to the Bengals because I think it's rare when you're a first round pick and you're not going to be asked to do too much and there's not Mm -hmm. too much pressure, but you can come Mm -hmm. in, contribute on a really good team, learn from some vets. And then I really like Matthew Bergeron to the Falcons because of, I believe, the emphasis they'll place on the run game and and how they think we know run blocking is his strength. Pair him with Bijan Robinson and and let's go. So those are my three favorite fits, Mac. Are there any others that stand out? I love Yasser Abdullah, you know, to the Jaguars there. Again, a nasty defense that, man, they're going to put you out in space. They're going to do all these crazy things and and think that he could really shine, you know, at that position, you know, kind of being a rush guy, similar to, you know, Trenton Simpson, who I think is another one, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, two pass rushing specialists, just go, just let them eat. Um, I I think it's really important. Uh, KJ Henry, you know, to Washington. Yeah. Just because – there's going to be such a culture shift in that place. I think that he can shine really quick. Like not, maybe it's not necessarily on the field with extraordinary play, but just who he is as a man, what he can help bring to that locker room and expectation of winning, you know, with, with a guy like Ron Rivera, who, who has that and has done that. Um, you know, now you have a, a young man that you can lean on to be a leader you know, things of that nature. So I'm going all defensive guys. Let me, let me give you an offensive. There guy were a lot a of defense. A lot of the high profile guys seem to yeah. feel like it was it's, a lot of defense. It's heavy. It's heavy. Um, I know you love Bergeron. That's a great fit. I do love Bergeron. I wanted to give you a different answer though. Uh, will Mallory will be nice with the Colts. You know, again, you know, having two rookies there with a rookie quarterback is, is super helpful. I like A.T. Perry. I, I probably – A.T. Perry will be good because you've got a quarterback who's hungry in yeah. Derek Carr, wants to prove himself. And, again, Michael Thomas, one of the best wide receivers that we've seen who people probably are forgetting about uh, because he's been injured and he's, he's fell off a bit there. Again, going learning from those guys. So th- there's some fun ones on here, KG, that you know, you're just so excited to see how does it end up. A.T. Perry can play. He can play. Let's he's be very dog. clear. So I'm excited to see A.T. Perry. I agree, That's Mac. right. That's the right. NFL draft, it's it's in the books. It was a fun one, another fun year to cover. I think next year is going to be fascinating with the whole Drake May, Caleb Williams debate, right. which is already starting, of course. Who, who are you taking right now? Drake May, Caleb Williams, or the field? Who As the number pick? one overall pick? Not the field. <laughs> You're taking those two no matter what. Not the field. One of those guys. Now, Will there be someone come out of nowhere? No. Another quarterback. No, maybe. I think those are the dudes. I think those are the dudes. Tyler Van Dyke. Tyler Van Dyke. Oh, that that could be really interesting. I mean, TVD's he's a prototypical. He he looks like yeah. a pro. He does. Yeah. But I would bet. I mean, I'm not a betting woman, even though we do love to give out spread picks. You are a betting woman. You just don't. <laughs> I don't, you don't bet. do it. You don't. You don't bet. You just tell people what to bet. I just right. do it for the for the love of the game. <laughs> I I. It's going to be Drake Mayer, Caleb Williams. Now, who it is, I think that's going to be really fascinating to be. see. It will be. It's it. I'm I'm not sure I can pick either one right now. Caleb Williams seems to have a little more of the hype just because he was legitimately, um, you know, he's did he win the Heisman? Am I crazy? <laughs> he won the Heisman. He won the Heisman. Yes, he did. I was like, wait, did he win the Heisman? So pregnancy brain, y'all. Pregnancy gosh, brain. We're almost. It's hard through. to We're remember because I remember him getting hurt in the Pac-12 championship game. <laughs> so. 
Caleb Williams, I think, has a little more of that hype, the Southern Cal part of it, et cetera. But Drake May is going to get plenty of love, plenty of hype, and it's going to be really fun. That's going to be a great debate. I'm right there with you, KG. I'm right there with you. I think he ends up being the guy. I think you're right with those two, but I think Drake is just going to be – people are going to be drooling all over that kid. He's he's too big, too strong, has too much going for him. Uh, But that's it, guys. The next time you hear from us, it is time – for the summer guest series. I cannot wait. Summertime. I can't remember if KG already spoiled who the guest was or let's not. Let's not say I'm it. not going to do it. You'll, I think you've already said I it. I have, You'll have to not. check it out. <laughs> He'll be the first one. It has something to do with betting. That's all I'm going to tell you. Yes. Uh, so go check that out. It'll come out next Monday, a week from today. Uh, but that's it from us, guys. Really appreciate you tuning in. Another great episode of Graham Lake and Mac Lane presented by our great friends over at Ingles. Appreciate their support and everything that they do for us. Guys, we need you to go over YouTube. If you're not, I don't know what you're doing. Don't miss these guests coming up. Really fun conversations. You got to check it out. Subscribe right here. Leave some comments. It's always fun to read those. And of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.